and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll. And tonight I am joined by three of my closest friends. First of all, we have Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy. We also have the one and only Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato. And of course, making his uh, magnificent return, we have Tyler Sweat. T-Sweat is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. He has returned to the podcast after one week. One week hiatus. <laughs> it feels like a lifetime. You ripped me to shreds in the last one too. I was like, "Dang, yeah. guys!" Justin, Justin yeah. was gone for three weeks. Yeah, it was fine. They're like, "Oh, hey. sweat's not here for one." That guy sucks. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Oh man, that's awesome. Welcome back, buddy. Welcome yeah. back. I guess I'm glad to be back. Jeez. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely am. Boys, it's good to see y'all. We're gonna have a good time discussing Moon Knight episode three which is titled The Friendly Type. That's right. Right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Can't believe um, you got it right. Bro. Yeah. Hmm. We practice it like four times before we hit record. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we're going to review that. We're going to discuss that. It's going to be uh, a fun time. I'm actually really excited. This was a fun episode for me. Before we do that, just a shout out to all of our listeners. Thank you again for tuning in. Uh, you guys hitting uh, download and you know listening to these, these episodes means so much to us. I want to encourage you to share the podcast with some of your friends. Anybody who's getting into the Moon Knight series, share it with them. Um, that'd be a great way you can help us out. All right. Now that the business side of things is done. Jump right in, right? You boys ready to jump right in? Um, spoiler, oh, yeah. spoiler warning for episode three, The Friendly Type. Okay? Spoiler warning. But, yeah, what did you guys think? How did you enjoy uh, this third episode? A little different vibe. Yes. This week. Yes. Yeah. Um, a lot more, uh, which I appreciate, a lot more story elements, uh, but some wild elements. Too. I mean, there's already been some wild pieces to the story, let's be real, like invisible jackals and all kinds of craziness. But this one definitely opened up more of like the world that we're exploring, like the lore behind everything. It's been really cool uh, to kind of see this switch. And I thought it was a good episode overall. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it was a really good um, way to kind of shift uh, the the way that we're looking at the story, uh, like you were saying, to where you get to see a lot more of what's happening around um, Mark and Steven mm-hmm. rather than just what is happening to them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, overall, I thought the, the episode had a lot of uh, cool things that actually happened in it, but overall, honestly, I didn't like the episode. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I did not. I was not a fan of it. Uh, hmm. This This is a six-episode series, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Or halfway through, and I don't know. I just felt like the third episode fell flat for me. Mm. Wow, I wasn't yeah. expecting that. I know. I know. Um, what what fell flat? I don't know, man. I just uh, let's say okay. So when they they gather at the council of uh, avatars, right? Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, and then they go ahead. Oh well, let's go ahead and bring in uh, Arthur Harrow, right? Let's bring him in. So they bring him in here. Um, to our knowledge, he's not like conversing with Amet, like right, like he's trying to free her. Mm-hmm. So he's just acting solo right now, correct? Sure. But yes, the, all yes. these avatars of the Egyptian gods who are connected with their gods, right? Mm-hmm. He, they're like, oh yeah, bring him over here, right? Like let's let's get his word. And then he immediately says something, and then like they all automatically fall to him. And then afterwards, yeah. like they have this random conversation. Obviously, there's probably some foul play at hand that we're alluding to here. But then they have a, a, the one leader of the, the who led the council. Was it Osiris? Uh, I don't remember who. It probably is. But uh, The chick or the dude? The dude. The dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, 
uh, he's having a sidebar with him, like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry that uh, he did this to you. Yeah. He's trapped in stone forever. Like, what right does Arthur have in this world where he, like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, uh, you're, you're, so I save, was going to say, yeah, there are two, two things. I, I think, so they, they obviously had a previous history with Arthur because he was the previous um, avatar, avatar right. of Conchu. So, but the other thing is, who at this point, I think it's almost like a little bit of a boy cried wolf situation where Conchu's like, yeah, he's out of the gun and he's going to do it. And they're yeah. like, we've already had problems with you before. Okay. So, we'll, because, and I think it was in that particular incident, they're letting Arthur Harrow, the one accused, come in and speak on his behalf or his defense, in his own defense. And it wasn't, obviously, he's just like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, this guy's crazy. We, we, we all know Conchu. Yeah. So I think it was some of those things at play. Like, Conchu's kind of this boy, Craig Wolf. He's up to his antics again. And they're just like, nah, we've had it with you. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's a little bit also that um, Arthur already had such a close relationship with Conchu in the past. So they kind of take his word as a, I guess he's the closest thing to talking to Conchu, mm-hmm. you know, currently. You know, who isn't p- possibly... Compromised by Kanchu because Steven slash Mark is um, is you know in a way could be compromised by Kanchu because he is the actual avatar of him at the moment, and Arthur is kind of an outside force who is the closest thing to an inside force. So they take his word for it in, yeah. in that sense. And I kind of lost like like Ethan Hawke as, as Arthur. He's been great so far as acting wise. Yeah. yeah, but like I feel like his menacingness or his villainous or him as the overall arching villain uh just the way how he responded to the council yes he's playing them i get yeah, that yeah but i i get that he's playing them but i don't know i i kind of felt like he was i don't know he's kind of taking yeah yeah he's more bit. yeah too weaselly to be like an overarching yeah. like top tier villain like uh for me like the villains aren't weaselly like that's why mm-hmm. justin hammer is not a main villain in my eyes because yeah. He was a weasel. Like, well, that's- in this in that particular scene, I didn't really see it as Arthur being weaselly. I just thought he was like essentially letting Conchu get in his own way, mm. like he was letting him rant and rave and start to fight and all this kind of stuff. Um, I thought he was just more being like he's going to get himself in trouble. He's already almost exposed the gods before. He's put the you know did like this great display of um, you know disrupting nature, which. He does again later, which in another wild uh, instance. But yeah. yeah, that was the the way I read the scene was not like um, that. Arthur was in particular; he was just trying to let Conchu ultimately defeat himself right. by yeah. being this like childish. Type I'm, not, of I'm not saying that Arthur hasn't has necessarily like derailed the way I view him throughout the series so far, mm-hmm. but it definitely has halted the way that like I don't know, I don't see him as the overall overall like villain right now like. He's not. He's not that for me right now. I, I feel like mm-hmm. now he's probably like a side character, and there's got to be somebody. There's got to be somebody else who's who's better, bigger, and badder. Because right now, I don't see the bigger, badder right now. Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying there, because in that scene, he didn't seem to fit the rest of what his character has brought so far. Thank, okay, um, yes, thank you. So, thank you. We, because up to this point, he's just been so like matter of fact and so straight to the point in everything that he is doing, yeah. and he is so devoted to what he's doing that like. Everything he's done, he's he's pretty much been straightforward, just been t- telling the truth and letting that truth, the way he sees the truth, lay it out there without having to like sidestep like he yeah, was in that. But I mean, do you really expect him to do that when he, they bring him in and Conchie's like, he's trying to resurrect Tom? And he's like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I am. 
Gordomit. Like, no, he's not going to do that. Right? He's going to be like, no, I don't know what this guy's talking about. Let me go about my mission, you know, or, or with about my the secret plan. Like, I wouldn't think he would jump in there because then it would be a totally different scene where he's like confessing to it and then has to fight them or something. Yeah, deal with the consequences there, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, well, would you have changed your mind if he had been like, um, I'm not trying to raise Amit, but I am trying to find it so that I can find her grave site so that I can protect it from Conchu, who's actually trying to release him. Would that feel like more like that would, his role? That would feel more like the truth, like his truth. That would feel yeah. like more like his truth. Because, mm-hmm. like, technically... Uh, as as far as like Ahmet's uh, like judgment goes, like yeah. he's he's failing. Like if he did that thing mm-hmm. to himself, he would die because he's not he's not living yeah. the Ahmet way. I guess I should say because he's he literally like straight up denies everything. So yeah, um, yeah, I would have mm-hmm. probably I probably would have respected it more that way because that means he's then twisting the words and playing it against them. The way like, okay, he's outsmarting them rather than he's more cowardice slash weasel yeah. weaseling his way through this. Mm. I, I do feel like. Um, one of the biggest issues with this episode would be the fact that it is the third episode in a six-episode season, and it felt like they just opened a lot more wounds than yeah. in, in the storyline yeah. mm-hmm. than they actually, you know, may be able to repair. Like basically, what we've been talking about with every single Disney Plus show is: are they going to be able to tie things together before the end of the season? And I feel like this was a huge like. Just opening up a whole bunch of extra, you know, things that could go wrong, you know, slash are going wrong, mm-hmm. and you only have three episodes to fix everything. Yeah, I, I have more dislikes. That was just one. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Let's stay on the, the trial scene. I, I haven't gotten a word in yet. Yeah. Oh yeah, you scene. have it. Yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, what, okay. do you th- what do you think, T roll? No, that, that's good. That's good. I think <laughs> it was a little weird overall. The trial, um, Kanshu very much looked like a little moody boy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And he didn't do himself any favors with the way he handled himself in court, like, at all. Like, I was annoyed. Mm. I was annoyed at him because of the way he was, like, just screaming and just being obnoxious instead of, like, being cool and calculated and calm. That's, I think that's what, that would have helped his case a lot, you know? And I don't think I really liked Oscar Isaac and the way he relayed his uh, conchus like screaming and stuff. Like it, it was so like played up. Like where the, the Oscar was like, "What he's doing this?" Like and like just the way his expressions looked. Like he was, you can tell, like he was yeah. like up, up, up. Yeah. In, well, in ex- I, expressing I think like, that's. I think I that, that was, was more. Yeah, I no, think that was more I, of like because the, the other the female that was like the goddess of music and whatever. Yeah. She was like, you'll get used. To, like it almost is like it's an weird. uncomfortable thing. Yeah. And he's never been used as, as that like mouthpiece before. So he's got to act once yeah. again two people in in one yeah. one time. Mm. Yeah. He's got to act like Mark in the moment. With his eyes, but responding with his body to his body as conscious. Yeah. So I, I thought hard. that was more like he's he's kind of taken aback by mm. this speaking that's coming through him that's not him. That, I yeah. didn't get that the first time, but now like when you piece it together like yeah. that, then I can I can kind of. I do think another reason um, for that would also be it's almost like um, in this moment, Conchu is like exasperated with the rest of the gods and the way they're acting towards mm. Arthur, yeah. and it's almost like Arthur is his ex, and then like all these other people are like. Your ex isn't that bad, but you know how bad your ex actually is. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, but it, and so you're kind of acting a little bit crazy yourself. Be, so you make it actually worse for yourself 
um, and make your ex actually look better because mm-hmm. you're like trying to explain how terrible this person is <laughs> and other people aren't well, understanding it. And, and I almost think his anger or his like outrage was not just against Harrow, but was almost against the other gods as well. Like, yeah, his response, he, he is clearly not pleased with their, like how they interact with humanity. They're all this like you know, unengaged. The avatars are just uh, kind of observing what's going on. Uh, kind of like the same vibe we got with the Eternals, right? Like they're kind of distant, not supposed to engage. Um, and then Conchu um, is like, no, like we are, we're supposed to bring justice and, you know, end wickedness and those those type of things. Um, so I think in this particular moment, he's like angry with not just the fact that Harrow is, is about to do this, you know, crazy thing, but the other gods are just kind of standing idly by while, while so much is going on uh, that they're not really engaged in helping humanity. Mm. What else did you no. not like, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> did I bring the mood down? Did everybody uh, mad, okay. mad so at me right now? No. Right. Um, I will defend Conchu. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So they capture or trap Conchu in a statue, right? Yeah. At the end of this episode. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, uh, like, tell Mark to save me, that kind of thing, right? Like, come, like, come free me. Come free me, right? So the Moon Knight powers are gone, right? Like, they're gone, right? Mm. So uh, I'm assuming he can't access the suit now. Yeah, that's what I would assume, too. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> he's supposed to come and rescue him from all of these, all this stuff regular, right? That's what we're led to believe. Yeah. Mm. So here's my thing, all right? Third episode, third episode of the season, of a six-episode season, halfway through, we've only gotten very short screen time of Moon Knight in actual full garb. Like, if you really think about yeah. it. If you really think about it, we've gotten a lot of Oscar Isaac, which, fantastic, phenomenal. He's yeah. a great guy. However, I feel like by them doing this, they're limiting their, their, sh- their, show, their showstopper, the costumed Moon Knight. Like, we're, I feel like we're going to get no more Moon Knight in episode four. Like, he's, the whole episode four is going to be him getting to Conchu, Trying to get his costume back, and by the end of the episode, getting it like that's a waste of character. To be honest yeah. with you, like I don't know, I don't know. I'm not so looking for. I'm not looking for. Or us. maybe it's a moment for for Mark to prove to himself <laughs> <laughs> that they can like they can fulfill you know whatever mission that like they're able to. Apart from these superpowers, I don't know. Did you maybe. just explain like the premise of like every Batman movie though? No, not at all. When there's that, when there's a large emphasis on the Bruce person, Wayne character, yeah, instead of the yeah. Batman, no, they're, they're the same, man. They're the same. This is not. This is not. I want to see Moon Knight, man. The Egyptian I wanna, Batman. Yeah. I want to see Moon Knight. We we, we yeah. all know that Bruce Wayne is the mask. Yeah. What? <laughs> so I don't know. I just I feel like I, at it is a good point. Three, it is a good point. I th- yeah. I didn't think about it. Like, yeah, we actually might not. Yeah, maybe it, maybe the, maybe the finale he'll get back in the suit oh, because Conchu's free. Although I did, I, ha- I had the thought also maybe this next episode will be the time we're introduced to the third personality that's just already kind of a badass. Well, we got a we got a glimpse of. Yeah, yeah, which, that we didn't. Yeah, yeah there's a sneaky. There's talk, a sneaky in well, there. Why we talk about that? Because that was cool. Yeah. Did you like that, Justin? You know what we're talking about here, buddy. I, I, I liked it. Yes, I liked it. Continue. <laughs> yeah. Continue. Yeah. When they when it's kind when, of a, when Mark you might kind miss of, it when Mark phased out. And then he comes back after he got decked in the face. Yeah. 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 Um, because he was distracted by Steven. So he gets decked in the face, passes out. Hits his head on the ground. Hits his head on the ground, falls on the ground, hits his head, wakes up, and he's pulling a knife out of one of the dudes that punched him. And there's another dude dead. And there's another dude who's like crawling for his life, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And Mark's like, like, what did you do, Stephen? Yeah. And Stephen says, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. That yeah. was a really cool yeah. moment. Yeah. Where we, cool. we know we're going to get more yeah. of his personalities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's kind of what you guys have said. We're in, we're halfway through. So, yeah. you know, kind of speed it yeah. up here a little yeah. bit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'm wondering if, like, we've now seen this mm-hmm. little glimpse of a, a stronger, I guess, more intense um person that's that's or personality that's within him. So maybe now that Moon Knight's gone, he'll have to tap into that mm-hmm. like more aggressive uh person to uh which is Jake, is that right? Jake, Jake yeah. yeah. Well but yeah that's yeah. well that's who more than likely. Yeah, or that's more likely. assumption. Well was it, there was a um I watched some other reviews of, of this uh, episode and one of the things they mentioned is that actually there's a there's a portion of it where he uses a different accent. That if you if you like he, he uses like this Chicago he's wearing a Chicago Bears hat. And he's like using a little bit of a different accent. If you you would miss totally miss it if you're not really catching it. But they like broke it down and, and of this it, episode. This episode, yeah. So if you kind of go back and listen, when he's like first his going to the tomb. Yes. Yep. So his accent's actually different from Mark's or Stevens, um, and so they're thinking that that's actually like a little bit, a little glimpse of of Jake. The um, mm. interesting. I don't remember interesting. that. Yeah. 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 I'll take that on the, on the run. Uh, watch rewatch. Yeah. Um, there was one more thing I didn't like. Okay, let's hear it. Then we give you the <laughs> positive things that we did like, maybe. Uh, spoiler, uh, all the positive stuff is when he's in Moon Knight costume. Anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's just with me. So like a total yeah. of like six minutes of the yeah, show. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, wow. No, there was a few things with Layla that I really liked. Um, we'll get there, though. Um, okay, so another thing <laughs> that I didn't like. So the way that episode two ended, where you get the mirror shot of uh, Steven, like, scared, miserable, like, yeah. in, wrapped in his blanket, and then the, sh- the the shifting of two Mark, like, drunk, laid out. There were moments like that in this episode, but I really feel like the impact that that left on the last episode, it sh- I feel like that should have carried over a little bit more. Rather than just being able to have a conversation with Steven through glass, I feel like we should have seen, visually seen, while we were... Oh, while Mark is walking through and seeing reflections, like you should see kind of like a trapped and tormented yeah. Steven in the beginning of the episode, but towards the middle and the end, you should be able to see that shift of Steven kind of accepting his role yeah. and uh, because Mark is accepting that he needs Steven as well. So like the beginning really missed the point, really missed, because I was really emphasizing and focusing on reflections yeah. in this episode because I really wanted to see that. So this is more of like a nitpicky, Thing because I think they missed a great opportunity to do some some amazing c- cinematics there. Yeah, I, I do think uh, uh, from the way the last one ended to the way this one kind of started, it was Steven seemed to have made a little bit of a jump in his the way he like was seen. He seemed to be have a little bit more say in the conversation than it looked like he had at the end of the second episode. Um, now I will say one of my favorite parts. And it was just like a little part when they were fighting on the he was fighting on the rooftop, and the guy goes to like lick his sword, and uh, I, yes, I, yes. and I loved it for two things. I think uh, because for one thing, it was he, when he punches him before he's able to actually do it, and it's kind of like a throw to the idea of you always see in these action movies where they allow these people to do these things. Indiana Jones, they, yeah. Like or, or like, mm-hmm. you, 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 they allow people to do these things and stuff like that. But I think all the second part of it is, um, Mark was actually kind of taking it out on Stephen because he knew there was a possibility he would see him in that reflection of the sword on himself. So I think that's kind of it was like a double thing there. Is it was both he was kind of getting ahead of the guy with the sword, but it was also a moment of 
I'm in a way punching Steven because I don't want to see him in the reflection of the sword to get in the way of me in this fight. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's a good, good way of looking at it, too. I mean, he definitely didn't want anything to do with Steven, that's for sure, during yeah. that, that portion of the of the episode. Um, so I love how yeah. he uh, Mark comes to again, and he's, like, in a taxi. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, headed home. Yeah, and the guys <laughs> that he was just fighting with are, like, not in the taxi with him, but yeah. near. Yeah. That was weird. That, that was the one part I was like, did Steven, like, come to and, like, defuse the situation? He's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I I'm, think he did. Yeah. And he's like, sorry, guys. You know, I'm, I'm. I think he did. Yeah. <laughs> and which is like, I kind of want to see that because that's got to be yeah. weird. Yeah. Well, well, it's got to well, be if, awkward. If you're, if you're, I don't know if you heard the dial, but he's like, um, after he gets out, he's, the guys literally say, you just let us go. Yeah. Like, mm. like, like they were very confused by the <laughs> why, why, like, he's why so he was all of a sudden on top <laughs> of that. Psychopath. The next thing you know, yeah. all three of them are dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's kind of dark. Yeah. Yes. You know, from their perspective, you know, I know they're yeah. following like a cold. Yeah. But. It had to have been very, like, you know, you know, discombobulating. Like, you yeah. had to have been like, sure. what is going on? Like, I feel like I'm talking to two or three different people here because you, oh, you literally are. You are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah man. It, I, I enjoyed it overall. Um, anything else anybody wants to crap on? N- yeah, nitpick before we <laughs> move on. Oh, man. I'll just be um, quiet and sit in the corner for the rest of us. I do yeah, think it was a little odd. Yeah. We'll put you way. in a little statue. Yeah. Oh. So in, in the start of the rooftop fight, they kind of like set it up to where they were, you're supposed to have like a little bit of sympathy for the there were the three fighters and there was the one really young fighter. Um, and, you know, I felt like they were trying to build like some sort of a sympathy with this person. Um, but when that ended up being the final person and they were going um, – after he pulled out of the knife, out of Jake had done whatever he had, you know, was doing, and they were like following him over to the cliff, and I felt it didn't really fit with the personality they were giving this character that he was the one who like was so devout to the situation mm-hmm. and like was willing to give up his life for this. I felt like it didn't necessarily fit the way they were trying to portray this person as being a sympathetic figure, and then having them be the most devout of all the people involved. I felt like it was a kind of an odd like juxtaposition. I felt like if one of the other ones had been the last one and done it, it would have made a little bit more sense. It would have been once again almost like Indiana Jones when mm. he, you know, at the end of the boat scene and the fun guy's like, you know, basically, you know, cool with what's going on. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <sighs> I don't know, man. All right. I got one quick thing to add. Um we've done this before, and it's I don't have much, but in the past, we have done some Ryan's rants during the uh, during these Marvel series. Uh, unfortunately, Ryan doesn't have something to say for episode three, but this week he did catch up. He didn't watch. Uh, mm. big, by the way, shout out to our boy Ryan Gibbs, who uh, might be listening. If so, we love you, Ryan. Um, I do want to read his text from when he was just starting to watch episode one. So, so mind you, that that's where he was at mm. when he says this. But he says. Um, <laughs> He says, very annoyed with Moon Knight, LOL. It's Venom slash Green Goblin storyline. It's frustrating. (laughs) He said, I've spent an hour of my life watching this guy make shocked faces and look scared and run away from stuff. Like, (laughs) we get it. (laughs) We get it. He said, run away from stuff. Gosh. Oh, man. So, uh, shocked face. Just a shout out to Ryan there for Ryan's rants. I I think he's really enjoying it, though. Oh, okay. Outside of episode one. Yeah, I was going to say, that was one of the things I clocked at the very beginning was, like, 
the kanji voice is, it was like giving me strong Venom vibes. Yeah. And yeah, you did say that. I was That's like, right. I don't, I don't know about it. I think since then I've kind of come around to like, since we've seen more like physical representations of, of him and, and not like in those creepy horror type scenes where it's just like flashes. Like he's actually like sat and had conversations yeah. at this point. Yeah. So that's been pretty cool, but yeah. All right. Um, I, I enjoyed this episode. Yeah. So, um, again, I thought the trial scene was a little weird. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and throw out a couple predictions, speculation, and we'll see where this spins off of from there. Okay. Um, a couple predictions. One, I think the scarab is a total farce. Mm. Total farce. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it actually points to anything. You think it's a red herring? I, d- I do. I think it's a, it just levitates, and it gives you the impression that it's supposed to get to Ahmet's tomb. Mm. But I think what, um, uh, what Hera really needed was for Khonshu and Mark and, I guess, Stephen, really, to, uh, to be in Egypt because they're the ones that are going to find the tomb. I really, mm. really believe that. And mm. here's, here's a thought. The, the, the lady, you know, the goddess, the avatar for the goddess of love and the stars, or not the stars. Yeah, it's like music. Music, music yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah. It just seemed too like, uh, hey, you know, by the way, there's another way. And it's like, she, I got some weird vibes from her. Like, she might be in on it with Harrow, kind of. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because um, that's what leads Mark to, like, go and find Senfu's uh, sec- tomb. Sarc- what's it called? Sarcophagus. Sarcophagus. That's right. Sarcophagus. Yeah. Carsophagus. Yes. See, you're playing around, but you've you've succeeded and helped me forget it already. Yeah. What is sarcophagus? Sarcophagus. Yeah. Like when you do that, I'm like, well, now I don't remember. Um. But there, I just there's something there's something missing for me there, man. So my my I got a prediction that you know in a classic way the villain actually needs. The mm. hero to help him get to where he's going, you know mm. what I'm saying? Okay, and that's uh, that's what I think. So mm. interesting. Maybe maybe they need someone who is like on the scales that confused because then they won't be judged incorrectly. Maybe he knows that he would fail um, the scales test if yeah. he were like maybe it's gonna come to sound to something like that. Like when you get to the tomb, because if if Ahmed is so much about you know being good or being evil in your future life, mm-hmm. then wouldn't it make sense for you to send someone else if you knew that you would probably fail it, you know, when they get to the tomb? I mean, Or, yeah. or for, for that to be like... The, the, their uncertainty of, yeah. of themselves. Yeah. yeah, makes it actually able to where they're actually able to go to the tomb and be able to pass whatever test may be there. Because it would make sense that whatever Ahmed's tomb, that there would be some sort of a test when you get there. Yeah, and, hmm. and, and my thing is, like, what? why, why wouldn't Hero just try to eliminate them? You know, like, yeah. he doesn't even attempt to really... Hmm. Well, maybe that goes back to his trying to remain uh, balanced in the scales. Like, maybe, he doesn't want to Maybe, but also or... his people spot their Jeep late at night, and they don't do anything. They let them go and figure mm. out where the tomb is. I mean, I, I personally yeah. think Harrow knows where he lit, he, he sits on the scales because he already knows, he's already, he admits to the fact that he actually he enjoyed being the enforcer for, or inflicting pain in the name of, you know, Kanchu. Right, right. Like, I think he understands that he, if he were put on the scales of justice, that he would not end up on the positive side of it. 
I feel like every time so he, I don't think he every time care. he judges somebody else for a med, I feel like he should be as a member of the scales being judged yeah. as well. As what well, that's what I think mm-hmm. should happen. But like I also feel like we need an episode. Granted, it's only six episode freaking series. We need an episode right. episode all Arthur Harrow's point of view throughout yeah. the entirety of the episode because mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's interesting on like his cult side. Or I was gonna say, or like a little little bit more backstory maybe of his like. Breaking from Kanchu and, yeah. and becoming this infatuated with Amit, like was it something that he personally is driven to do? Mm-hmm. Since he has gained some knowledge of how the Egyptian god structure works, and maybe he's the one, like personally, who thinks, "Oh, if we can just free Amit, then she will right. enact a better justice." Or is it something that he was called to do by that higher or a higher power, like maybe one of the other Ennead? Either way, that, I think that's we helping a, him along. We need a him centric. Focus. Yeah, we need more. Yeah. We, we, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. One thing I did, I, I had a thought with the interaction between Mark and the goddess of love and music and whatever. Um, perhaps that since she, or since Conchu is stuck in the little rock figurine, that perhaps she would be of some aid to Mark getting back in there. Because mm. uh, it seemed to be a, build some sort of like past love interest <laughs> you know, between those two. And, <laughs> and so yeah. perhaps she's the way that he gets back in there. Yeah, and that's another thing. How does he get back in there without help? Yeah. Like, Conscious uh, yeah. says, come and free me. I don't see it. Yeah. Remember yeah. when Stephen was like, we're literally in the Pyramid of Giza? Giza. Yeah, the Great Pyramid, yeah. It's like, yeah, so what is he going to do? Just go bust mm. a hole in there and, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's just... Uh, yeah, no portal's going to open up to him. He doesn't have the powers. So, like, mm. why, would, why would it? And does yeah. he know where in the world that, that lady's from? I don't think so. Mm. Unless she chose to stay behind in Egypt. Yeah. Because she's evil. Because <laughs> she's... No. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, maybe, there's something that's off. Maybe like, there is some like collusion within the Aeneid, like with Arthur Harrow, and she's going to be the one that kind of exposes that. Like, like there, there is some other. She's like, I, I see what you're seeing. There is some mishandling of things, and maybe she helps him along. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. who? I mean, who freaking knows at this point? <laughs> well, the one thing that's a little shaky about my theory is. Harrow also did try to destroy Senfu's sarcoph- sarcophagus. Sarcophagus. Esophagus? 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 Yeah. But he, I mean, he, he tried to destroy it. Yeah. Yes. But he didn't fully destroy it. So it's like, was that a measured thing where he's like, I'm going to destroy it to make it look like I want you off the trail, but I really want you to go over there and... Get the, that's the one thing about my theory that I'm like, eh, well, maybe yeah. not. But yeah. there's a lot of things that seem like if he had the scarab, I'm sure they've got to dig for a while and yeah. whatnot. But when that that, that scene where um, one of his followers comes up at the very beginning, they're like, Mark Spector's here. He's like, I know. It's like it's almost like that's what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's almost yeah. what I yeah. what I gathered. It's mm. Part of his plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think there's something there, guys. I'm just saying. So hmm. okay. all right, calling it now. We'll see how we do next week. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Maybe. these episodes uh, with the character of Moon Knight, like, I mean, honestly, who knows what, what, what's going to happen? Like, yeah. they can go in so many different directions at this point. Yeah. Like, it could, they could, uh, l- like, double down on the, the crazy supernatural, like, like God side of things. Yeah. Or they can play the, the realistic uh, adventure search type style of, of episode. So, I mean, right now they're balancing that act uh, pretty well, actually. Uh, yeah. 
I did see that you know, like the Enid is nine nine gods, right? But yeah. we've only seen seven. Yeah. I did. I did read something saying that is this a foreshadow of Gore, the God Butcher? Like he took a, he killed the two. Ooh. He killed the two gods. That's why they that, only talk about the seven. So uh, I thought this is a tie-in with Thor. Love and even that there mm-hmm. was less. Yeah. There was less than seven in the trial. Um, yeah. Yeah. There were less. Yeah. There you're was right. like what yeah. four? Yeah. yeah. I think there was three in the front, or maybe there was five. Yeah, I think there was five. Yeah, but uh, maybe this is a connection to Thor. Well, I was just going to say, speaking of connections, good segue. I had a question for you guys. Has there been anything, even like a picture on a computer or a poster on a wall, anything in these first three episodes that has had a connection to like anything else that's ever happened in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Because I can't think of one thing like mm-hmm. a reference to Avengers or a reference to the Battle of New York or a reference to Thanos even. I can't think of anything so far. Well, a lot of this has happened in London and Egypt so far. So, Well, London would be Thor doc- 2. And a Doctor Thor, Strange. Yeah, yeah that's um, true. And again, just Thanos mm, is yeah. everywhere. So, right. yeah. The, the snap, yeah. Like, I, I haven't seen... Anything, which is fine. I'm not like a, that's not mm-hmm. me being critical. It's sure. it's more me being like kind of impressed. Well, because, well, I'll say because they've they've made a point to have like at least a throwaway line of you're referencing the in any in, yeah, in anything, yeah, in yeah, pretty much everything. Like yeah. we didn't necessarily get like a timeline here. Like, did it say 2025? Did you, it say... you see, you do see on their um, their IDs or the um, passports, yeah, uh, that they were issued during the time of the snap. So like they were issued and then they expire sometimes. So it's within that time window of like. Mm-hmm. 2024 to 2025. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm fully assuming yeah. this is after the snap, yeah. after the oh, resnap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because one of them, or uh, I think Mark's, uh, was, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Was yeah. given to him during Sarcophagus. that. Sarcophagus. <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> yes, his passport was, was issued to him during the, the time of the snap. Like after the snap. What yeah. if the snap is what broke Mark's, like, hold on the personality set. Okay, let's talk yeah. about this. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like you know, if you're talking about him, this being issued during the snap, what if whatever happened with his, whole, his grasp on his own reality, Mark seemed to, at one point, be the dominant personality, but has kind of, at the, at the very least, kind of evened out with Steven a little bit. Maybe the snap somehow, when he came back, you know, even the playing ground mentally or something like it just, it, it switched something in his, in the way that his mind worked when he came back, um, which it actually opens up whole new avenues of like what happens when you come back from the snap. Like, I mean, it's a very, when you think of it scientifically, like, I mean, you may come back just as you were, but are you really just as you were, you know? Um, so maybe it, it maybe that's maybe the snap literally caused this whole mm. situation that you know he, he messed up his relationship with those other personalities inside his mind. Yes, I could see mm-hmm. that. Interesting. I, so I think there's something. It might not be the snap, but there was a line when he's talking to Layla. I think on the boat, maybe, or somewhere mm. in this episode, where she's talking about Stephen and like what's going on. And he's like, I used to have more control of the situation. Right, yeah. Or something yeah. like that up until recently or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So my first thought wasn't the snap. It was a reference to episode two where Conchu says, when I found you, you were nothing more than a corpse. My thought was maybe 
whether he died or was about to die, like that was the because I think in the comic books, shout out to my brother-in-law, he told me this today. I didn't, I haven't read this, but uh, in the comic books, he he has like a a near-death experience as a child that leads to this mm. personality disorder. And so my thought is, what if this is the near-death experience later in his life that, that brings this back up? Because he uh, made it sound like he's had control over these personalities for a long time. Yeah. And I get the sense that something, whether it's the snap or literally being dead yeah. or near death and Conchu well, saves him, that makes this kind of resurface. There was, there was a quote uh, in, in episode one, I believe, when the little girl was asked him, how does it feel that you were rejected from the field of... When he was explaining when Egyptians die, they go through the field of reeds. Right, yeah. And then... Or the sea of reeds, whatever it was called, and then get judged. And and she's like, well, how do you feel about being having been rejected? Like, she somehow knows yeah, that right. he yeah. di- like died and then came back. That's a good shout. And he said, like, I'm not dead. Am I? Like, it's just... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, that could be maybe Conchu literally grabbed him as he was being snapped. Like, in that, you know... Preserved him? Yeah, basically... Pulled him mm. out of being snapped and, you know. Hmm. Yeah, because Layla, his wife, is totally thrown off by this whole Steven thing. Yes. So, and he even said, up until recently, I've had control over it. So something happened, whether it was the snap, or he literally died, mm. or <laughs> is it possible for one of his personalities to get snapped? I don't even know. Mm. Uh, probably, not, probably not. Maybe he had I mean, six, and then three of them yeah, got I don't snapped know. away. He's I mean, half of the universe. I right? mean, I mean, maybe when someone with multiple personalities dies or is going, maybe all the personalities don't go at like the same oh. rate. Like even if it's only seconds apart, like maybe oh, oh. one personality <clears throat> is weaker and then gets pulled into you know. Yeah. So, or yeah. maybe not weaker, but just is. You know, maybe the personality that is at the forefront at the moment, because it's so close yeah. to what is actually happening, gets pulled first. It could be. So it caused when he, you know, quote unquote, died yeah. as Mark in control, he's pulled further along in the death process. And that allowed like Steven to take more control when he was mm. finally brought back. Maybe. I, I was wondering if it that kind of dynamic is why, like, even his judgment by the scales of Amit are, like, mm-hmm. co- so confused. Yeah. Like, he can't differentiate who he is or, like, what his true nature is. So maybe, like, even the snap, maybe he was a target. He was in the half that was going to be destroyed, but something happened because the actual, like, makeup of his being is confused. So, like, maybe, you know, whatever intentionality Thanos had in his snap was, like, didn't really apply to him. And so maybe, yeah, Conchu kind of caught him in that divide between death and life and brought him back. Who knows? I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of mystery here. I will say, back to our timeline uh, story, I found a a quote from the director that said a lot of people that have asked him this is what he said. He said, I have no idea. Sorry. We we didn't know when our show would debut in relation to other shows and films, so the timeline was intentionally left vague. So that means we might not have a reference to anything. Might not. Yeah. Yeah. With all like the changing (laughs) debuts and and things being shifted around, that could be. I feel like they should have had at least a reference to Avengers 1. Like anything planned should be take place at post Avengers. Well, but I mean, I could understand if it's, you know, with Steven, like. I mean, yes, it was a huge event, but it also happened halfway across the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, yeah, true. And, and perhaps that personality didn't know anything about it. Maybe he didn't interact with the world when that happened. Yeah. My guess yeah. is we are post 
blip. Like everybody's come back. That's my guess. But there's post in game where yeah post yeah. end game yes yeah. that, that's my that's yeah. my guess. Yeah. But I don't have anything any proof of that. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right, can we talk about one more thing before we finish? Um, Harrow when he confronts um, Layla and Mark, he talks about uh, he talks about something that Mark did that would that Layla could never look at him the same. And I think it has a reference to do with potentially Mark killing Layla's father. Because if you guys got the sense that, like, Layla's dad was an uh, archaeologist or whatever. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And you know how they talked about uh, somebody had killed all those archaeologists at mm-hmm. a dig site? Yeah. And they've alluded in the past, in previous episodes, that Mark was responsible for that. Um, and, it, I, and I feel like that's a, that's a connection here that somehow mm-hmm. Harrow knows about. Any thoughts on that? Anybody think about that? I mean, that would make sense that, like, mm. you know, uh, that, that 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 would make sense that if that that was like a stain on his soul. Yeah. That if you know he came up through that, that, that especially yeah. since Mark is like he's really doubling down on like his interaction with Layla and how he's trying to keep that kind of at arm's length. Yeah. Really, um, and that would explain why he's trying to do that because he. Oops, I killed your dad, by the way. So. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe that's a triggering maybe. event. Maybe like he goes, he kill, he was, he kills these archaeologists, and in that process, he gets, you know, that's like the basis of everything in his being. You know, he, you know, he gets there, he kills the archaeologists, and one of them happens to be her father, and that's he interacts with Conchu in that moment, and you know, that's like the jumping off point of everything that is, you know, mm-hmm. important in this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's something there that we're, there, there's a lot of questions, but. I'm yeah. I'm hopeful. I'm confident we're gonna. I'm get actually some. a really big fan of Layla. To be honest with you guys, yeah, she's cool. I, I really like. Oh. I don't know. I, I can't like yeah. verbally explain why I like her so much. I just really I just really like her her character. Mm. I do. Um, gosh, I don't oh, know. I'm glad you like yeah. something in this. Yeah. Show. I know. I know. Really? I know. Jeez. I like and like especially the scene where especially where we get introduced to uh, Anton. Uh, yeah. I really liked her interaction with Anton and how she kind of was taking lead on that. Mm-hmm. And then um, how she was kind of stalling Anton uh, when Mark and Steven went in to go look at the sarcophagus of Senfu. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like she she knows how to play the room kind of, mm-hmm. but but she also is kind of naive of what the grand scheme of things is, are, yeah. I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I really like Layla, period. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe on that note, we'll we'll end it on Justin's positivity. <laughs> um, we need to, yeah. I don't know. I say we just go watch it again. Maybe you'll maybe you'll you haven't watched it twice, right? I did not. Okay. Did not. Maybe that's your problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it might be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, for me, I enjoyed it, um, and I enjoyed talking to you guys about it. So mm. we should probably wrap it up here. We we've, we've actually been going a little longer than I thought we might. Wow. But that's good. That's good. It's because we got the whole gang back together. Yeah. Having a good time. Uh. Big thank you and shout out to our to our friends and listeners who have who have tuned in. Can't get my words out. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. We hope that you will come back next week for our discussion on episode four, and we hope that you will help us to spread the word about these Moon Knight reviews. Um, with that in mind, for my good friends Sandy Shimato and T Sweat, this is T Roll saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time. You peasants.